0: Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast, where experts in wealth, health and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. 10 Steps to Sales Success Step 3. Engaging with your clients Things are changing. Let's talk about how we buy things nowadays and how we've bought things previously in the past. Do we need to meet our clients? Think about that, you know, a lot of things are sold online nowadays, Amazon, you put your products up there, people click on them and buy them. You're a salesperson, aren't you? you just sold something on Amazon. So traditionally, I've been selling goods and services to large blue chip clients, Coca Cola, Glaxo's, Tesco's, the NHS, British Rail, big organisations and institutions, and I've been doing it face to face. lot of different techniques than posting something online on amazon isn't there you know so these these things are changing where do you want to go with your business now you know can you automate it can you just get out there and do some hard work knock on some doors what do you want to do how you want to do it it's all it's all down to you it's all your choices and your decisions but if you look at some of the competition of your own industry out there at the minute have they started to go automated and have they tried to get leads and business through facebook linkedin youtube and of course podcasting too so will things stay the same no they won't will they always change yes they will should we abandon face-to-face selling no i'm going to say you're still going to find that effective relationships with people close working relationships are good they work and you're going to be prosperous through them if you can do them successfully so let's have a look at some of those skills and also some of the other skills that you might need to. People, as we know, are spending more and more time on their phone and you don't even need premises to sell to people now. You know, If you're going to sell something online or on, the, on your phone, you, know, you, you don't need premises. You just get the products and put it in front of them. They click and they buy. So in some ways, it's easier than ever. So what you also have to think of is that competition is now much higher too. Everyone has a smartphone, but you get to choose where and how you present yourself to your clients. So let's say you're going to do what I have done and visit people face to face. What's your first step? Consider some questions. Approach. What's your approach going to be? So you're going to want to do things like present yourself yourself appropriately and dress appropriately but there's other little skills subtle skills that might help you do well too and that's things like handshake so if you give somebody a limp handshake immediately it's a sign of weakness so you want to be giving someone a firm handshake stance the way you stand can also portray an image to them if you want to stand face on to them, square on, it's slightly confrontational, but it also gives them an air of confidence, which is another thing. You want to be given out a confident manner. You can be organised and get things sorted so that you're not sitting anywhere that's inappropriate, like drafts or noisy or too busy, then that kind of thing helps too. But some of the questions you want to be asking yourself might also be, what's my ultimate goal? So most of my clients I've had for many, many years, some of them well over 20 years, big blue chip clients. You've heard of ABC always be closing. Well, I don't really do that kind of sale. I want an ongoing long-term relationship and that leads me to conversational relationship-based sales. So trust, loyalty, And knowing that a good job's going to be done is more important to me and to my clients, I believe, because we're going to have a long-term working relationship. It's not going to be in and out and wham, bam, thank you, man. We're actually going to be working with each other over a long period of time, hopefully. You don't want to be selling to them. You want to be proving your worth, bringing value, showing some commitment but not salesy. There's a fine balancing act here because obviously you've got to sell products. You've got to to do your job. You've got to get on and and make the till ring, as I call it. I've already said when you're working with people that they don't actually get 100% me. They get around about 70% of me. I've worked it out to be the other... 30% is going to be down to presenter and actor because you have to present the information to them in a certain manner that they're going to get what they need to take from it it's not just handing out leaflets it's not just pointing them to a video you know you've actually personally got to get involved and present information to them so that will be a little bit of the percentage and then the last bit is actor because you have to put it over in a certain way that they want to see it you know we all like the theater of things so acting is part of it too what do i want to achieve here and now another question double glazing people who stop you in the street passing trade even things like newspaper sales you can only sell a newspaper once if you're passing someone in the street you've got one chance to get their attention and sell them something, otherwise they've walked on, you never likely to see them again. So your style of sale and what you're looking to achieve, as I said before, I was looking for long-term ongoing relationships. Your style of sale is important. You need to know that from the beginning. You need to ask yourself, what's gonna happen with this interaction that I'm gonna have with my clients? So if you're gonna be on YouTube, for example, and you're putting yourself and your videos out there ongoing, every single day maybe four or five times a day some people are putting social media out there across all different fronts of social media you're going to be wanting to be different from if it's someone that you're going to try and sell double glazing to by putting a leaflet through their door or when they phone you or stopping them in the street and handing a leaflet out it's a totally different type of sale do you got to say to yourself what am I trying to achieve and how when you're negotiating here as well you're going to be looking at Black, white and grey. So if you've got a particular client that you want to haggle over the money side of it all, you don't really want to be getting one over on them particularly. You know, you've got to be wanting to put things into the grey area for them. So they haven't won, you haven't won, you've both won. You're in the grey area. If you can both win... And you've had a win-win situation. You feel like you haven't got one over on somebody. And they haven't got one over on you. It's normally the best place to be. So for example win-win works for both of you. You're going to be able to provide a good service for them. They're going to expect to pay a certain price. And be happy with it. That works. Another question I would ask is what perception do I want my client to have of me? Meeting them online. Would you buy a house or a car online? Hmm. Meeting them in a coffee shop, is that unprofessional? Depends what you're selling, of course. Coffee, that'd be good. (laughs) Meeting them at a conference or a trade show. Likewise, some people say that that's the worst place ever to sell because of the environment. It's noisy, it's not personal enough. So it depends what you're selling, of course. So you've got to make these decisions from the beginning. I've been to the Ideal Home Exhibition Centre and I've come back with cleaning utensils and a a special flower pot before and I didn't really want them that much but you know they looked good and they presented them well and we was all caught up in the mood and I have ended up buying them. Thrown them in the corner probably, hardly ever used them but uh, that's another story for another day. But why did I buy them? I didn't really want them. But at the time I did, obviously. So they must have created a, a need, a want, a desire within me, enough for me to part with my money. So you have to be doing the same thing. And the perception that your client gets of you will also dictate whether you're going to get a repeat performance. So am I going to go rushing back to that person and buy another plant pot at the Ideal Home Exhibition or look up their website, etc.? I'm probably not, let's be honest. but my perception of them is that they they sold me a product in a good way it's a reasonable product and if I ever really needed a lot of plant pots I probably would go back to them they've left me with a professional idea of what they do so I'm not unhappy but also I probably got a little bit caught up in the emotion of it so you can create that emotion you know you can do this it's something that you have to put the effort in and that comes from perception as well so if you can create the perception of urgency which they also use a lot of in sales you know time deadlines and fear of missing out FOMO you know if you're going to miss out on this this is this is coming up and it's going to end certain and here's the bonuses that you're going to get too you know (laughs) all these kind of techniques so you can create these things but it's all part of a perception finally am i looking for a mass scattergun approach or a precision strike so one person Or millions of people. You'd think millions, wouldn't you? But if you were selling a piece of equipment that was specifically, let's say, for Grand Prix races, you might have to track down Bernie Eccleston, mightn't you? You know, he's Mr. Grand Prix and he's in charge of the races. And if you had some particular goods or services that related to that, there's only one real person that you're going to want to talk to. So that would have to be a precision strike. If you're going to put something out generally on YouTube's, Facebook's, LinkedIn, that kind of stuff, and you're not going to be able to make the advertisements very very personal then in that case you're going to go for a scattergun approach and you'll end up working with whoever responds so let's have a look at goal line technology when they were trying to sell that there might have been more than one market that they were thinking of but ultimately for the football side of it at least they needed to go to two or three people so it's going to be the English Premier League FIFA whoever officials they thought might be able to help them in a certain market so that's that's for the UK of course and then obviously the international versions of the same thing you're aiming to see a few people but you must I would suggest have interaction with those people not the sort of thing you would try and sell to them considering the market is so small online or over the phone you need to do that face to face you can pitch to them but you've got to maintain contact with them too so once they've sort of gone to Geneva to FIFA let's say and made their initial approach they might have had to go back again and make another presentation with some other people involved now because they, they say it's more serious and it's gone up the tree a little bit to the higher ups that need to make huge decisions about whether they're going to use it or not it would have to be face to face at some point you can't envisage it being any different so that would be a decision to make from the beginning on. The approach has to be with that, a precision strike. You couldn't do scattergun with that particular type of product in that particular sales environment. Has to be precision. You've got to make your decisions how you're going to make your sale. Is it going to be one-on-one, and you're going to particularly go out of your way to select some clients and target them? Or are you just going to generally advertise wherever you can, throw as much muck out of there as you can, YouTube, LinkedIn's, you name it, Snapchats. you're gonna put it out there and get the people to click on your advert and come back to you or contact you or go onto your website, whatever. You gotta make these decisions from the beginning and make them work for you. So let's recap, you're meeting your client, let's say for the first time, and from previous episodes, you're gonna be dressed appropriately, you're gonna have the right equipment, the right images projected, and you're gonna be organized. You're then looking at what your ultimate goal is, what you want to achieve on this immediate occasion and what perception you want to leave your client with. And finally, the approach. So do you want to have a mass scattergun approach or very personal connections? you got to decide. And once you have, you can set your stall out and get on with it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, start transforming your wealth and health now.